we can make more energy. It's an, there's an endless supply of energy. And I bet I know what it's like to feel drained. So what's the one next right step? Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. As women, oftentimes we have learned to put the needs of others in front of our own and suppress the truth in our lives and our relationship about how we're feeling, how something said or done to us can really make us feel. And the life that we're living, the reality of it versus the perceived reality of it or the image we want others to perceive about our lives. So I come to you today on the Girlfriend Doctor Show to be extra vulnerable and share with you a little piece of my story that um, I put together just over this past weekend. First of all, community is so healing, right? In community, we increase our levels of oxytocin. And that is the most powerful hormone of our body, right? That is the hormone of love, bonding, and connection. And it is our anti-aging hormone. It's a natural appetite suppressant. It's a natural pain reliever hormone. It's the hormone that's released when we're in labor and delivery that we de when we deliver this gorgeous baby with a significant amount of pain. I mean, like unspoken pain, right? Um, we forget all about that. And then later think, oh, we should just have another one. So... This is the power of oxytocin. It's the hormone that when you have sex with your lover, that binds you to that lover, right? That conjoining of two beings, that oxytocin is the energy, it's the hormonal energy around that. It's so powerful and so can be used to our benefit and can be used to our detriment. So being aware of the effects of the hormones, the things that we do, the way our hormones affect our thinking, our physiology is really, really powerful. And that our energy, our thoughts and emotions can be held in certain regions of our body. This goes back to traditional Chinese medicine. So, you know, we always associate oxytocin with the heart and heartbreak with the heart, right? Heartbreak with the heart too. And from, you know, heartache, pain in the heart, heartache. And when you're so sad, you're grieving, that's heartache. You can actually feel pain in the heart. And so, and there are oxytocin receptors in the heart. That's a, you know, it's a, it's a true energetic and organic conjoining here. So we look at these words that were developed in society and we look at how powerful over time traditional medicine has um, been, you know, part of that discovery without the 
uh, randomized controlled scientific prospective studies. So what we want to look at is what I tell clients all the time is what is true to you right now? What is happening to you right now? Where are you in your body right now? Where are you feeling tension in your body? That can also lead us to some, you know, a discovery, discovery. And that's really important. I'm going to share a little bit about that with you today. So this last weekend I spent in um, California and Vista, California, an incredible resort called Calavi. And some of the structures at Calavi have been brought there from France and are just gorgeous, amazing buildings and just the, in the hills and mountains and vineyards and the spa. Can I tell you about the spa? Just let me, you know, uh, share a little bit of that experience. Really some of the most incredible therapists, had an amazing body scrub and also a great facial. As I went into the facial section of the spa, guess what was on the shelves? Yes, my Jolva and my balance cream. So apparently the um, therapists there love it. The owner of Calavi loves it. And I'm just really honored to have my products at the best spa in the world, in my opinion, that I've ever experienced anywhere in the world. So I'm up for the challenge to experience an even better spa experience. Who wants to go with me? <laughs> I think that could be a fun girlfriend doctor retreat. So, so in this, like I was holding a lot of tension in my, in my chest and I went to this chiropractor that is there, Dr. Nicole Wallace. And as an osteopathic physician, I believe in osteopathic manipulation as well as chiropractic manipulation um, with the you know right therapist experience. Nicole Wallace is extremely therapist and she also does kinesiology. And, um, and so I was holding this tension in my back and she does some NET work, some uh, kinesiology work to figure out where, so essentially muscle energy testing to figure out what emotions are associated with this. And what had been brought up was this, um, you know, this like fear of black and, and fear of abandonment. And, um, I thought that was really fascinating. And she recognized it back to the time when I was nine or 10 years old. She's able to test for this. You guys, this is like, you know, I can't explain it, but I'm going to tell you, she uh, narrowed in on nine to 10 years old and what happened. Well, I grew up in Pennsylvania. My mom was an immigrant. She married my dad in the Middle East where she met him. He was uh, in the Navy in World War II and he ended up in Israel working as a naval attache. And so he met one of my mom's five brothers, then met all her five brothers and then met her. And, um, you know, after knowing her for two years, he asked her to marry him first asking my grandma, her mom, and I guess you can tell what she said. So, so beautiful story, but they, you know, she leaves all her family in Israel and uh, the Holy Land and comes to small town, Pennsylvania, Hapro, Pennsylvania, where we're renting a house. Um, dad was neighbor retired at this point, uh, working as a manager for in Philadelphia at Litz Brothers. And he, um, the union and the management were fighting. And so the Litz Brothers closed down. It is a historic building in Philadelphia till today. 
so they closed down. So everyone lost their job. My dad lost his job and he was without work for the first time in his entire life. I mean, he grew up working in, you know, his father's laundromat and then at 17 joined World War II and was in for 20 years. He never knew a day without work. And so all of a sudden he finds himself unemployed. And here they are, three kids. We were eight, nine, and 11, the three of us, me and my two brothers. And um, I think, you know, I, I, you know, all I knew is that dad was home more, right? It brought me back to what my mom must have felt because I never heard her argue. I never heard her say or fear or give us fear, but I must have felt it at some point. She used to jokingly say, champagne taste, beer budget, champagne taste, beer budget. Here, let's make this. And oh my God, I had the best time, best child. It was amazing. And so she was an incredible woman. She was a cook and a chef. And I get my love for food as medicine from her. Absolutely from her because she cooked with love. She nourished us with love. And, um, and that, was, that was just how, how she was. But there was that piece there that brought me to that time, which made me reflect on um, not too long ago, really the summer of 2017, when I finally, um, you know, I was struggling in my practice in 2013 with post-traumatic stress disorder had divorced my husband and he'd had a traumatic brain injury. So the sole provider for the family, for my kids, worrying about my ex-husband dying and, and just eventually um, closed, my, closed my doors because I couldn't give 100% to my patients, which I love to do, and 100% to my family that I needed to do. And so I did what I would tell my patients to do. It's like, I would tell them, you will never regret the time you take off with your children. You will never regret that time. And so I've said, okay, God and family first, I can't keep it all together. And um, I closed my medical practice. And, um, and with that, you know, and I, like I kept a section of it open doing very high level consultations and physician to physician consultations as well. And um, it was when your income stops and your expenses stay the same, there's a traumatic drain on your finances. I plowed through my savings very, very quickly. And so it was a struggle. So I moved, I tried to sell my house during that time. Uh, the housing market wasn't moving. And so I rented out my house in St. Simon's Island. I moved to a smaller townhouse. I said, guys, this is hard for me to share with you. This is hard for me to share with you. Um, uh, you know, it's just that in the time that I was just like struggling as a, as a single mom, dealing with PTSD, going into perimenopause, you know, in full perimenopause during that time as well, a second round, right? Because I had my first uh, uh, bout at 39 with the infertility and early menopause and that diagnosis. So here I was in my mid to late 40s, really just holding it all together by a thread. And, and that's the truth. So Hurricane Matthew hit and the townhouse I was in got essentially demolished and we exposed huge amounts of black mold from a chronic leak. And, you know, again, lost 80% of my belongings with the wrong insurance, apparently. And so 
was financially, just to say financially really struggling. But during that time, my patients were like, Dr. Anna, no one will give us your prescriptions. No one will give us your hormone creams. They, you know, the doctors are very uncomfortable customizing hormonal therapies. It's not something we're trained to do at most all institutions. It's very rare. And so, and that's one of the things that I learned early on in my practice, just as a solo provider, trying to customize care for patients so that they got the best results. And I love this customization. I love the art of medicine as well as the science of medicine. So I was really very, very good at it. And I loved it. I um, told my patients, I said, okay, well, I can't prescribe for you because I'm like closing that door for now. Um, I um, will come up with something even better that you can use. And that's where I worked to, you know, in between all of this, I was creating Jolva. I was pouring science and my time and my money into creating this formula and testing it and bringing it out to market. I poured everything into it. And so um, that while holding it all together, right? Trying and teaching and educating and being a mom. And so, um, come, you know, 2016, I moved back into my house. It wasn't, you know, just, again, plowing through my savings, making those mortgage payments. And I had a lot of fear around that. How am I going to provide for my children? And during the summer of 2017, I poured everything into Jolva. Jolva was hitting the market at this time, word of mouth mainly, getting some marketing up. And, um, you know, all, all a new area of business for me, right? Because I'm a clinician. I work one-on-one -on -one with patients and the one-to-many in educating patients at that time. So I've grown a lot in those years, but in the summer of 2017, you know, come July 4th weekend, I told my girls, I work, you know, we did a lot of camping that summer. Let me tell you, I told them we're going camping. And we, that July 4th weekend, we stayed on the Altamaha river in a tent. And, um, the truth of that story is that I rented, I was renting out my house, big money over July 4th weekend on St. Simon's Island. And, um, to make the payments, to make the payments. I never told my children that. I never told my children that. They didn't know that I was renting out the house and we're going to these different places so we can rent out the house so I'd have money to make the mortgage payments. It was a struggle. And then Hurricane Irma hit. Before I, I go into that, um, that fear of loss must have been what my mom felt when my dad lost his job. All her family, all her, you know, uh, friends are in the Middle East and she's in a foreign country. And um, now without, with that fear, how are we gonna make those monthly payments? How are we gonna do that? What are, what are we gonna have to do to do this? Eventually dad got a job and mom sold a piece of family property that had been confiscated in Israel. And she sold that and had money to put a deposit on a house. We bought our first house when I was 11 years old. And um, something I realized is that after you rent for so many years, you, you leave with, with no, no asset, right? You leave all of that behind. So that was a really big deal for her to experience that, you know, buying a house and um, dad having a job and we had to move and relocate 
So changing schools and all that time during my life makes you reflect on you know, how important it is to, to, you know, to always think, okay, what's the next right step? What's the blessing in this situation? And what are the lessons here? But also to never give up. And then again, how did those around, especially our children, what are they feeling from the situation? Sometimes we're hiding things from them. But obviously, we still recognize it, feel it, or can imagine it. So it's um, a beautiful thing to, maybe not in the moment, but sometime later, have that discussion. I didn't get to have that discussion with mom, but I would really like to. It does give me the opportunity, though, to have the discussion with my children and tell them, you know, there's a little, a little backstory behind our camping trips, a little backstory behind our travel during that time. All during that time was renting out my house. So, um, you know, again, Joel poured, had poured everything into Jolva, my anti-aging cream for the vulva during that time and getting great results and great feedback back. And then, as I said, come September uh, 2017, Hurricane Irma hit and it devastated our island. It devastated our island. A friend of mine had three feet of water in her home. I, my home was dry, was kept dry. Um, the outside, like trees down, outside structures are down. And, and some of you know, or, or may not know, but insurance doesn't cover outside structures. Insurance doesn't cover up, you know, tree damage during hurricanes. And here I was, again, a single mom and Ava and two other teenage girls. And um, thinking, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, and um, I was part of a single mom's group at the church. And again, the power of community, they reached out and said, hey, we've got people helping clear up storm damage. Let us know if you need help. And I said, gosh, here I am, you know, really very famous doctor on the island. And, you know, I closed my practice and People know some of the devastation I went through with the loss of my child. And it's just really hum humbling to ask for help. For me, it felt very humbling to ask for help. And I said, you know, because I give a, gave as much as I could whenever I could. But to ask for help, that was another, that was another thing altogether. And so I asked the church, I said, you know, I'm last on your list, but my house has been devastated for you know, devastated from the storm. The yard has been devastated, the driveway, the, you know, it's, it's, it was terrible. And, um, but I'm last on your list. Please take care of everyone else first. And um, I had to go pick up my daughter from her dad. And when I came back that weekend, there were two 30 foot piles of logs, of wood, tree stumps, branches, debris piled in the front of the yard ready for pickup from the, the, the township, which they've called. And the yard was clean. The trees, the big oak trees and everything that were down were all cut up and piled up into these two 30-foot massive piles. And I just I stood there and I cried. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was so grateful. The generosity of these hardworking individuals, unsaid, unclaimed, untold, don't know who they were to this day. I know they came from our church, St. Simon's uh, Community Church on St. Simon's Island. And um, I heard later that over 30 people were there and they were just, just felt blessed to help and give back.
to me, which was just an amazing gift. And um, as a next step in that, you can hear my emotion probably, but as the next step in that, I kind of just have to pay this forward. So I open up my doors. So if there's a single mom with kids, because it was just Ava and I at home during this time. So if there's a single mom with kids, please, you know, I'm opening my doors. And this beautiful woman um, and her two daughters who were in the same grade as Ava, fourth grade, well, one was in fourth grade, the same grade as Ava, and the other was in um, a couple years ahead. And so these, this family of three, whose house had three foot of water in it, was devastated, was, uh, came and lived with me for a few, several months. No, you know, I was like, you don't pay me anything, just come. And God, it was like a mutual blessing. I cooked for them and we were together and we had, you know, just this, this amazing, as single moms coming together and supporting our kids through this traumatic event, right? Like their home was devastated. It was just a really beautiful thing. Now I'll share with you that as we were like to step back a second to for another um, moment of serendipity and synchronicity is that when um, we were uh, packing up with Hurricane Irma and just taking what we could put in our car because we didn't know what damage would go, we were going to safer, higher ground. Ava and I were packing up and Ava could see I was really nervous. She goes, mom, you know, don't be nervous with Hurricane Matthew, you know, here we, you know, after Hurricane Matthew, here we are back in our house with our pool and our big yard. And, you know, I just, it's a blessing. So who knows, maybe after Hurricane Irma, we'll have a, we'll have a soccer field. And I was like a soccer field, she didn't play soccer. I'm like, where did that come from? But it caught, it was enough to, to make me take a deep breath and laugh at that and calm down. But let me tell you, and uh, after a month of this beautiful family living there, um, I looked out the kitchen window into the backyard and they had a soccer net up and they were all playing soccer in the backyard. Aubrey was, you know, a, a, a went to soccer on scholarship and her daughters all played soccer. I had no idea. So there's a little synchronicity for you. Hmm. Things that make you say, hmm, was that a premonition on Ava's side or did she manifest the soccer field in her backyard? I don't know, but what a beautiful moment to sit back and reflect. And let me tell you from that time forward, the more we contribute to others, it is true. The giftings that are receiving to us. And from there, you know, Jolva took off, went from not being able to make the electric payment in uh, January of 2017, me sending, you know, renting out my house to pay mortgage payments for fear of losing everything, right? For fear of losing everything, connecting to probably what my mom felt and what we did when we had to sell our, you know, leave our house in, in Hapro, Pennsylvania and moved up to Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I mean, like all of those feelings, all of that coming together, the, the blessings from, you know, the blessings, I believe the contributions the blessings from the contributions bring another kind of energy into your life and bring that energy of giftings. And, and you may know or not know, but Jolva is the top selling vaginal, you know, vulvar rejuvenation product in the market. Physicians around the world recommend 
Jolva. I mean, it is a blessing. It is a blessing. The longer you use it, the better the result of a 66 year old with a vagina of a 25 year old per her gynecologist. I mean, it's just the, you know, reigniting relationships and the blessings pay it forward because I didn't want my patients to suffer. I wanted to contribute. It's true. And the sacrifices that we make to do those things, as well as in our life and the old, old fears that can prop up when we're in that survival mode, stepping back and contributing, receiving too, a big part of it. If I didn't allow the church to help me, I may not have paid forward on my home and invited this other family in, which was blessing upon blessing. We're best friends to today. And, um, you know, and, and this is the message I want to share with you, the power of oxytocin, the energy of it is life-giving. It's life-giving through contribution, through giving of ourselves, through letting go of fear, through taking the next right step. The, a beautiful saying, it says, she believed she could, so she did. Or faith with action. It's not just have faith. It's not just pray. You have to take action. You have to take the next right step. And energy, the more we... Uh, we, the more we, we can make more energy, it's an, there's an endless supply of energy. And I, but I know what it's like to feel drained. So what's the one next right step? And start with the next right step of contribution, of oxytocin, of love, and of receiving. So that is my message for you today. And that is my story. And um, hard story to share. But I ask you to share and tell me anything doing the same with you. So thank you for your grace in this. I'm here to help you. I love being your girlfriend doctor. We have so much growing to do at any age that we're in. And I encourage you, I encourage you to take your next right step, whatever that may be. And ask me anything. Remember, there's no such thing as TMI. I'm here for you. I'm going to take a deep breath on this. And um, I look forward to your comments, emails, shares. Till next time, this is Dr. Anna Kabeca.